Yo, yo, yo. Talk Recorded live. What's up, bitches? This is uh, Yakub Israel, the Gangsta Bolshevik Radio. Um, it's like episode 100 and something. We just don't give a fuck. Because uh, that's how we roll around here. I'm uh, with my comrade, uh, Kane. What's up, Kane? Yo, what's up? Uh, not much, you know. Uh, Friday night and uh, fucking doing nothing as usual, but that shit's Gucci. I like it like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm not really uh, pretty uh, pretty antisocial now. We're not antisocial in the true sense of, you know, psychotic. But I guess I am a bit psychotic because I'm, like, always fucking laughing at shit in my head. So I think that's kind of like a, a bit of psychosis. Like it's just always shit about the internet too, but I'll just like just start laughing, you know, like on the bus or something, because I'll remember something on the internet, and I just, you know, just like not really like super burst out laughing, but just like a snicker, like all well, the time. To be a legitimate psycho, like the the way they, it you, you learn to process emotion logically. Like they show a bunch of like stuff on the screen of like words that are supposed to shock people and images, maybe they'll show a dead person or something and if your brain responds to it by processing it the same way one plus one equals two, then you're getting better at being a psycho. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Because, I don't know, I think uh, it's hard to say if I'm a... I think the internet was uh, played a big part in just making, uh, like, you know, probably uh, a lot of the events happening where people are just getting so... uh, desensitized, you know, to, like, yeah. uh, you know, just so that now that people are going out there and just doing shootings and shit and just, like, you know, what the fuck, what, what do I got to live for? Well, what's the point of it all? So I'm just going to go out with a bang. And, you know, they've just been so desensitized through, like, uh, you know, pornography and violence. And you know, I get to look at myself, how what, what, it, what it's done to me. And I just, you know, I don't really have a... I don't really have, like, you know, deep feelings anymore or anything, you know? Like, I just don't care anymore, really, about a lot of stuff. So, uh, I think the neocons really played a pretty... Maybe this is more America, but I think the neocons played a pretty big role in at least more intelligent people, like, losing any sense of patriotism or caring about the rest of their country. Yeah. Well, like, it's like, uh... Like, I think that Ted Bundy interview, like, on his, uh his last uh, interview he gives, you know, where he's talking about pornography and shit and how a role it played in the... You think, I think he's, like... I think he's being pretty sincere. Like I've said before, like, he's, you know, he's just trolling. But I think he's actually being quite sincere about uh, the effects of uh, pornography and stuff on uh, society. About, you know, all these... You know, you can present, like, a perfect... Uh, you know, you're like a perfect display to everyone around you, but meanwhile, you, you know, when you go home, you're sitting there whacking off the fucking just sick fucking shit, you know. And uh, I definitely uh, got really desensitized, you know, to uh, ever since like uh, ever since like the first time I saw pornography, I was like, I remember we found like magazines and. And some kids in our neighborhood, we were probably like five years old, you know. So, ever since I was like five, I've been exposed to hardcore pornography. And it was always like, uh, you know, you 
wanted to do it with adult chicks, though. It wasn't like, you know, we weren't, like, going on the playground and, like, oh, yeah, that chick's so hot, you know? She's like, you know, you know, it was, like, always, like... And it was funny, too, because I was always, like, you know, had fantasies, like, oh, my God, you want to hear about babysitters, like, molesting kids? <laughs> I'd just be like, right. holy fuck. That's yeah, all... but, I mean, this is more a chicken and an egg thing. Like, I think somebody who's uh, searching for, like, bondage, state of masochism, uh, pornography and stuff in Google is definitely kind of already on their way. To, and the, that's just one destination in their way to insanity. Like, they're already moving in that direction. I don't think that, I don't think the pornography starts the movement. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's one of those, I don't know, I remember, like, the first time I saw pornography, it made me, like, kind of sick on my stomach, eh, like, so I remember, like, after I saw it, and then we went, we went home, and, uh, my mom had made scrambled eggs, and the scrambled eggs just sitting on the plate to remind me of a tit, a boob, <laughs> <laughs> it, like, literally made me kind of nauseous, I remember just looking at you know it. what pornography like, does? It, it makes... Uh, sex looks like better than it is. Like I write like uh, that. Sex is highly overrated. That like, oh, like yeah. even uh, even like the like as icy or something like ranks higher than sex in my opinion. Oh yeah, sex is definitely overrated. Like there's there's a whole. And they're all thing. screaming and stuff, but it's just an act. It's not that the sex is. It's not that it's so awesome that they're screaming about it. It's just really it's just an act. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's well, porn. If you like at porn sex, it's like totally acting. Yeah. But like, like like somebody who somebody might look at that like like a young person might look at that and wow that's like 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 it's just natural and like it, it's so freaking awesome it's the best thing in the world and then they yeah. and then they, and then they realize it's like really professional wrestling yeah, yeah. trying to make ra- raising its rank when there's several hobbies that rank above sex and like I, I it's it's completely overrated and and if oh, yeah. you rate it highly you're you're, you're raising the value of women too so. Yeah, yeah, like really, uh, yeah, it's totally true because that's a good uh, kind of comparison, professional wrestling to sex. So it's, is it, yeah, it's really like it's sex is one of those things like some guys, they chase after it like I used to, but then once you have like a regular uh, sex life, it just becomes like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's just, yeah, it's no big deal. There's like a million things. The minute you chase, that, the, like the, the chase, <laughs> the chase might be uh, something that interests people, but once once they find it, they immediately know that they're chasing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's really uh, it's no big deal. It's just more like a a college kid thing or it's like a mirage. Like yeah, a, yeah, like, totally. It, it, like that, wow, that's the greatest water fountain in the desert. And then once you actually get there, you realize it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then like I'm sure a lot of guys, you know, they just think chicks are dead ladies because they're used to seeing porn chicks. You know, and, like, they're just, you know, but I think that's kind of funny, too, because, uh, like, porn has just desensitized uh, guys so much that now it's, like, you know, guys used to care about kind of, like, chicks, like, you know, getting off and shit, but, like, ever since I, uh, you know, ever since I kind of went through the whole Max Hardcore thing, it's just really the last thing on my mind is, is pleasuring a chick, you know, it's just, it's all about me, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it just becomes, like, out of... How about, thing, how about like, your, if your time's going to run out for the amount you paid? <laughs> yeah, it's like, how, how far can you get this chick a good... How, how far can you get her to go, you know? Can you actually get her to, like, 
try to, you know, just choke and shit while she's giving him a blowjob. <laughs> she's like asking, why are you into this? You know, like, what do you get off? Why do you get off on me choking? I honestly, <laughs> I would rather, if I had the option, if there was a willing, like, some type of prostitute who would pay me just to, like, choke them, tie them up, pretend I'm the BTK, I would do that before I'd have sex with them. Like, if I, like, honestly, if I had one or the other, I would choose, like, choke them professionally wrestling them and tell them that they're my slave and shit. Like, even if I didn't, if I, if, if I kept my clothes on the whole time. Fuck, you should, uh, you should get, like, a sex doll and then start making videos wearing, like, a mask, though, so people can't tell it to you. <laughs> just, like, just torturing this fucking sex doll. Like, just, just brutal. Like, just, like, fucking... Up if I if, if somebody said pay me sixty dollars and take me into a hotel room and you could either have sex with me or you could uh, choke me with a rope and beat the shit out of me and and act like you're abusing me and pretend you're Ted Bundy and stuff but you don't have sex, I would obviously choose the second, not the first. Yeah, well, what if it was both? Well, that would be a that that's a loaded question for you. What if it was both? But that. The whole thing is is that the question poses it not being both that you have to choose one or the other. It's, yeah, well, it's a way of saying saying that really it's really not about the pleasure; it's about the power. I would just as easily choke them with a rope and pretend to be BDK. Yeah, yeah, but would you do you think though like that would somewhat get you off like choking a chick while you fuck her? Uh, I think it's two different. Uh, I think it's two different types of getting off. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd be kind of... I, I think it would probably uh, excite me. You know, like, <laughs> pulling out a, a rope around well, a John Gacy, that's... He, obviously, he was doing it homosexual, but that, like, as he killed people, he was. Yeah, yeah, he, uh... Yeah, he, he enjoyed it, yeah. But, yeah, it's funny, uh... <laughs> I was at work the other day and I was uh, telling one of the girls, I was like, you know, uh, I, you know, I was telling them about uh, how I respect certain, uh, you know, public shooters. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's so terrible. And I'm like, yeah, well, like, it's terrible you know, when people do public shootings, but like, uh, like you know, and then they're like bringing up Dylan Roof and I'm like, oh, that, that one's a lame, you know, that's a lame public shooting. I'm like, someone like Anders Breivik, though, I'm like, that one, that one you got to respect for because like he totally, uh, you know, he, he completely justified it why he was doing it. You know, he explained it and, uh, you know, he went out and did it and he went out and did it well, you know, like same with, uh, uh, what's his face, Mark Lupine. I didn't bring that one up because that's kind of, you know, chicks are kind of sensitive about that one. You know, you don't want to really bring that up at a workplace because you could always get uh, fired over that. But uh, well, Anders Breivik, I used as an example. And I was like, you know, it's I don't necessarily agree with public shooting, but uh, I was saying, you know, I got to I got to respect someone when they uh, they go about it so methodical and they actually mm-hmm. justify their actions. You know, like then then it's kind of like a a legitimate act, and then I explained to level, you know, all these parents have sent their kids to, uh, you know, to a indoctrination camp, which is what mm-hmm. shot up. So I was like, well, basically, if these parents hadn't sent uh, their kids off to get indoctrinated into, uh, you know, radical left-wing ideology, their kids would still be alive, and you know, stuff like that. You know, you can kind of make people people see your point. So. Mm-hmm. 
location. So you were uh, you were out uh, looking for bad places in Philadelphia or no Pennsylvania? Yeah, kind of, kind of just looking at the different. I noticed that the good the good bad places are like when you're further you're somewhat close to the city, but you're out far enough far enough that the first thing people black people aren't doing is looking to beg. Like if you're if if you go just a little north or a little south, like it it starts to it starts to change in its character, but the main thing people are doing is just sitting out there and begging for money. But you have to go far enough out that, and there's of course there's of course certain well-known spots that everyone knows. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. That's like my city. It's like it's not really crazy enough for any spots where you'll get like carjacked or nothing. Mm-hmm. But there's a uh, you can definitely you know go around and. See some interesting stuff. I remember back in the day when I was like 16, and my friend just got his license for the longest time. We'd we'd do what's called the we call it the hoe tour, and we uh they used to be like back then they used to be like they don't they don't have like prostitutes on the streets anymore. Here in Winnipeg, it's all like it's all very underground. Like if they are on the street, I think there's be like uh, chicks that are like really strung out looking for you know like a quick a quick uh. John, you know, but like they're only they're only in a few like I don't think they're found in the nice areas anymore. Pretty much prostitutes are found in truck stops uh, occasionally, but you probably have to have a CV radio and like right near airport hotels and right in the war and like open you know if you have an open air drug market like in certain parts of the city like there's probably prostitutes there too. Well, the thing is, it's all uh, it's all on uh, back page now, Craigslist. Like it's all it's all back page now, eh? Like it's yeah, like, but there are certain places like like places where there's in places where they sell drugs, just you just keep selling them, and there's no like yeah. police. They're like the, they're probably prostitutes there. Yeah, well, yeah, like truck stops will always be truck stop chicks, but they just like literally they'll just come knock on the doors of the uh, semis, eh? And they'll just like boom, 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 you know, like hey, you wanna you wanna you, know, you wanna get together and yes or no. But that's a lot of the truck stops I hear. They're just girls that just come knock on the semis and just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they'll straight out ask. But, yeah, pretty much all the prostitution, though, it's, uh, it's all escort services doing it, and uh, it's all pretty much on a Craigslist or Backpage. And, uh, yeah. It, except uh, the only places except in the high-crime areas. Oh, yeah. Where there, where, if, if you're... If you go into the real bad sections where there's drugs, there's usually also prostitutes. True that. But I, I don't know if that's that's true. It's only true in major cities. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like a, you know, there's like, you know, they'll find like, you know, yeah, there's like prostitute houses, like you know, like body houses, basically. Like they have little. They're abandoned like, buildings, though. That's the thing. Well, they're not like abandoned buildings, really. It's like they're, uh, you know, like what's called a body house, which is a house of prostitution. Like they have those, like they're underground. They don't like advertise them or nothing, but you know, they'll be like just like a rundown kind of house, and it'll be Johns coming in and out all day. So they like they have them and stuff, and I think a lot of girls are trafficked in between, like all across Canada. You know, cause there's like a they just. They just uh, busted like some Asian, they big Asian ring where they're bringing in girls from like China for like a month or two, you know, and like 
go, okay, come be a hoe for like two months, and then they shipped them back to China. So, you know, they got, uh, you know, everyone, everyone has. Yeah. I just think it should be legalized already, frankly, you know, like, I don't see the big deal in it. Much of what, there already is much, uh, much of what you call relationships and stuff that really is prostitution that just isn't legal. Yeah. But yeah, back in the day, we used to have the, the whole crews we'd always go for. And there was a lot, we knew like every single track in the city. Like there was like the high track, the middle track, the low track, the low, low track. So like fucking just, just like out in the middle of nowhere tracks, you know, like just like, holy shit, how would you find this place unless you knew you were looking for it? But we just stumble across, you know, hookers. Mm-hmm. They're all over. But back then, they used to have, like, the high track, and they were, like, you know, it was, like, back then, it was, like, you know, these, these chicks are all done up, you know, fur coats and stuff, and high stilettos, and then you'd go, like, you know, to the middle track, and it's just, like, whatever, you know, like, chicks just wearing, you know, whatever shit they found at the mall, and then uh, the low track where it's just... You seem to lower the track the less they're wearing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, once you get to the low tracks, it's just, like, really skinny, strung-out-looking chicks. You know, like, the the high track, it's like, they, they they take care of themselves, you know, like, they're, it's like a business to them. They're not even strung out or nothing, you know, like, they're in it for the money, you know, like, they're probably paying their way through college, you know, or just, you know, investing their money or whatever, you know, like, they're, they, they're somewhat, you know, but I remember, like, back in the day, yeah, like, we're getting chased by pimps and shit, like, for, like, harassing the hoes, you know, like, just fucking, yeah, we, we used to get in all sorts of trouble, man. Well, not, like, trouble, trouble, but, yeah, I remember my friend, he got, uh, they photographed our, his car, and we were talking to hookers, and then they, like, you know, sent the pictures to his parents, you know, and shit, and his mom's all, like, you know, like, why do the police, you know, like, why? Why are they telling me, you know, that my car has been spotted, you know, uh, you know, talking to prostitutes? Like, we're just like, oh, sorry, you know, that's the whole tour, you know, we just go fucking, we just talked to them, and I remember a couple times we had, like, this high track one, like, it was the winter, and she came in her car, so we got her warmed up, we let her warm up in her car, and took her to get coffee and shit, and she's all like, oh, you guys are like my pimps, you guys are so sweet, we're just like, yeah. So after that, I, like, set the bar for, like, you know, okay, we could have been, like, serial killers, though, like, straight out, like, we'd get these, you know, that was, like, the big thrill after that, kind of like, uh, uh, the Ed Kemper guy, you know. I think um, a lot of the motive with the serial killers that kill prostitutes is, indeed, that they don't have to pay for it, like, (laughs) it's just, it's just, like, they're picking them up, and it's just, oh, if I kill you, then I don't have to pay you. Yeah, that was like uh, Ed Kemper, though. He uh, started it. He was like just uh, getting them in the car, you know, and he let them go, you know, and then eventually graduated to, uh, you know, serial, you know, straight out serial killing. But at the beginning, it was just like, you know, it was just a game to him, you know. Same with, I think, uh, Gary Ridgway was like that. They just started as a game, like, hey, if I can get them in the car. And then, well, it's like uh, with Ed Kemper, though, he's pretty, pretty cool because yeah, it's like a Gore-Tex, Gore, or Gore Elohim now on his album. He's got, like, this track, and it's got, like, a sample by Ed Kemper talking about it, and he's, like, you know, in the beginning, it was just a game, you know, it was, 
you know, talking about how girls, like, you know, if you just come across as, like, a businessman and you're, you know, you're kind of in a hurry and you don't come across, like, just fucking staring at them and just drooling, you know, like, he's like, oh, if, you know, you're just checking your watch and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I got a bit, couple minutes, you know, if you want to get in, then, you know, he's talking about how it was the game to him, you know, and then the game eventually became, you know, you know, murder, but in the beginning, you just get them in the car and then maybe, you know, have them turn a trick and then pay them and let them go, but eventually, you know, you uh, start upping the odds, you know, to like, okay, uh, I wonder if I can get this girl in the car. And, but the way he talks about it, it's pretty interesting because he's just like, yeah, you know, you can't be, you know, sitting there, you know, with your eyes popping out of your head, you know, drilling at this mm-hmm. chick. You just got to be like all casual and just kind of pull up in your car and like look at your watch and just, oh, you know, like, well, I got about, you know, 30 minutes if you're interested, you know, I got to get home to the wife, you know, and then, you know, for sure they get in the car. But if you're all like, you know, eyes bugging out of your head, like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, staring at them across the street, you know, creeping them out, you know, they're not going to get in. But, uh, I don't know. The line here? Is that? What? Hey, I'm right here. It's Ed. Hey, oh, yeah. what's up? Man? I've been here. I just didn't want to interrupt. But, uh, oh, no, 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 no,
you know, separating them. Like, there's not enough, there's not enough room, you know. Like, well, yeah, well, their plan they was by race. Them all they separate by race, and it. if they do that, they help them get in their games. Oh, yeah. Because most uh, games are racially based. I mean, do we stand by separating them? They strengthen the gangs by segregation? Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think they, in the prisons, they segregate by race, which will help them, will help the Mexican mafia get together, will help the Crips. Well, who segregates by race? Who segregates by race? Prisons do. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, the prisons, no, legally prison officials cannot strictly do that, but just like in the outside world, people segregate themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just a little more severe because, you know, in prison you can't just move away if you don't like the way your neighborhood's going. <laughs> but it's basically the prisoners that uh, segregate themselves and declare themselves a part of a group, and that's, and that's a legal and practical thing. Like if you go to, as far as I knew, it was, in some places it's actually enforced policy. Where they, it's, they were in California for a little while. They were doing that. It wasn't just a racial thing. It was also a geographic thing. Like, you have the northern, northern, southern, Hispanic split. You know, it's not a racial thing per se. But, but even then, when they, they asked you what, what race you identify with, really. I mean, you could be, uh, you know, fucking a white guy and just be like, yeah, well, I identify with the southern Hispanics or the blacks. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's up to yeah, you. you know? but I, yeah, but I even, that, even, with that, even with that, the U.S. Supreme Court prohibited it. Oh, but still, as a, as a de facto thing, you know, people, you know, this, uh, the groups don't get along behind bars just like they don't in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like if, just because a guy's black and the other guys are black doesn't mean they're going to get along like the other, you know, say the blood, crip and the blood, you know. Oh, no, hey, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a sure thing, but, you know, everything yeah. else being equal, it's like one of the easiest ways to tell about it. But they ask about, yeah, they ask about gang affiliation and stuff, too. But for the longest time, I think their policy was... Just keep all gang members in shoe forever. But now I've known like a number of them, high-profile people, are been put on yards or about to be because it just got so damn full and there was hunger strikes there every year. But I guess it'd be interesting. I remember, did you guys hear? Um, was like a, maybe a month ago now that guy Hugo Pinnell got killed. It was on CNN and made the news. He was like friends with George Jackson back in the day and his escape attempt. No, I did not see that. Yeah, well, he was in shoe for like 45 years, and he lasted three days on a yard before he got killed. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was like in his early 70s. He was like convicted of raping some white girl back in the day and killed someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in that escape attempt. So, yeah, he lasted a whopping three days, and I had to laugh a little bit because I see his family like going, oh, we're going to sue CDC for... But, it's like, first off, your dude was complaining for decades about being in his shoe. Like, all he talked about was how inhumane it was and how he <laughs> should be let go. And, B, uh, you know, when they have guys like that who they know have a lot of enemies, like, they make you sign a form basically saying, hey, uh, if you get fucking killed, you know, well, yeah. that's on you. Yeah. Like, we warned you of the consequences, and so, you know, you know, government employees tend to be protected pretty well from that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really down with prisoners' rights. Like, I really don't, I really don't care about it. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, if you're, you're in a, you did a crime, you're gonna do, you know, pay the price. You know, you sentenced to life. If you get killed in jail, like, what do you do? You know, it's just a natural progression of a uh, life going on. You know, it's, it's basically like, uh, yeah, just. Uh, you know. I support them getting out of shoe just because it destabilizes the system. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, like the cops have less control and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's different. That's different. That's not really rightful, you know. Like, I'm talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, these guys, like, in uh, Canada here, they started giving them powdered milk, eh? Because they're just like, well, fuck, we can just, you know, cut, cut a whole lot of costs out by, uh, you know, just start giving you powdered milk instead of real milk, you know, and then, you know, these 
fucking NDP liberals are all like, oh my god, that's so inhumane, you know, like powdered milk. But it's like, well, meanwhile, you got fucking kids on the living in the streets that are starving. Yeah, and- I I agree <laughs> that liberals are retarded. I still cheerlead the the criminals. Yeah. Is there an election coming up in Canada soon? Oh, wait, for yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. it like close between the three parties? October 16th, yeah. I think it's the 16th or the 19th, something like that. Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, I gotta say, I hope, uh, conservatives win. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about this one. Well, that conservatives are already in power, you know, but, uh, they basically call, but now they're bringing in, like, a heavyweight fucking, campaigner guy who's like over in Australia and stuff he's done wonders and in Britain and stuff he's done wonders so you know like I don't really uh, agree with the conservative party on a lot of shit but compared to what you have to choose from like you know there's always like oh I'm not going to choose at all but you know I just think you know you're better off to choose the least shitty uh, party you know they're all shitty but I think you got to kind of you know, if you just say, oh, whatever, I'm not going to vote, well, you know, probably a really, really shitty party is going to get in then. And i got to say, I kind of like, you know, fiscal responsibility and stuff like that. And the conservatives kind of say, like, fuck you to the natives, you know. I, you know, I, I think, like, in a few rare cases, there might, you might want to go with the best person, but that's kind of getting pretty hopeless, honestly. It might have been, like, 200 years ago, it might have been worth it. Often you want to go with the candidate who has worse personal qualities because they'll fuck shit up more. Like, for instance, if Obama had his act together, he might have done something like overthrown Assad or something, and because he doesn't have his act together, which is good, he didn't. Yeah, well, that's like uh, Stephen Harper. He's got, like, no personality and shit, but it's like, you know, the guy, he's, he's good at... If they're, bo- if they're all imperialist scum... Then you oh, yeah, want to yeah, get you want imperialist scum who's more incompetent, not imperialist scum who have their act, like like Bush is an ass was an ass, but he had to act together enough to actually invade Saddam Hussein and stuff. Where I would have rather some incompetent asshole who couldn't get his shit together and didn't invade. Yeah. Yeah. So another nine eleven, come and gone. Oh yeah. What I'm saying is I don't pretend that Obama is actually an anti-imperialist. I don't pretend that Obama sincerely wants to get us out of the Middle East or any of that, but I think that Obama at least is is not as you – know, as, is not going to pull the trigger mainly because he doesn't have – I mean, I don't mainly think he can afford to go anywhere anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's so much depth at this point. I mean, and people are just so burnt out. I, I question even if someone like Bush was in office – whether they could even like practically how much they could pull off outside the you know the odd the odd airstrike here and there, but hey you don't know some people just don't care you know yeah well I don't know I think it's pretty much guaranteed you're gonna see Republicans come back in is that the way it goes you know you have Democrats. have you discussed Trump yet yeah Trump he's uh on their air yet he'll uh, I don't think he'll get it Trump he's gonna He's doing good, you know, in the polls, but that's always early on, you know. There's whole another year to go, so I think he'll fizzle out eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, but if one of those, if if Trump or Paul doesn't get it, then I don't think the Republicans are going to do well. But the only thing is, Hillary Clinton is such a shitty candidate that to, it, it, it's it's like two really lousy candidates. So then the Republicans stand a chance. But if Hillary loses, 
and it's not Rand Paul or Donald Trump, if it's, say, it's like Jeb Bush or somebody like that versus somebody other than Hillary, then I would say the Republicans don't do well. It's just Hillary's such a shitty candidate. But... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I can, well, I can see, uh, I can still see Jeb Bush fucking, I can still see him getting in and winning, you know, like, a lot of times. Only because Hillary's even worse. Like, but, you know, look at, uh, fuck, look at George Bush. Like, you know, like, John Kerry, he was that actual, you know, basically, he probably would have been all right, John Kerry, but, you know, he, he beat Bush, you well, know. I mean, he hard to, beat him. First of all, it's hard to unseat an existing person. And second of all, Kerry kind of fucked himself because he, like, he was against, he, he was for authorizing the war, but he wanted the inspections to go through through the U.N., and so it, they would call it, called him like a flip flop. Like he was for it, then he was against it because he was he voted to authorize it, but he thought he still thought that all the process should have gone through before they actually launched it. And so they just portrayed him as a flip flop. Whereas I think somebody like Howard Dean, who was 100% against the war, 100% pro Saddam, would have won, in my opinion. I mean, he he definitely wasn't like Kerry was like. The very definition of boring and generic candidate. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He did have some like least excitement. I remember at the time around him, a little bit of mystique. And I just, I remember correctly, like his his support just like bottomed out right before like I guess Iowa, whatever the first prime. I was like out of nowhere, Kerry. I don't know quite how he did it. I'm sure there's been some more some in depth writing done on it, but he just boom. Well, Kerry, like, like the thing is that he didn't. The the real hardcore people who are against the war, like me, like pro Saddam people, weren't then. I I mean, I knew enough to know that Kerry didn't want the war to happen. Like he was just authorizing it. Like he was authorizing it to to say that the UN should inspect it, and if the inspections came up negative, he would not have supported the war. Like I, but most people don't know that, so they just see him as being the same as Bush. And on the other hand, the people who actually support the war aren't going to vote for Kerry either. So he doesn't get either. He gets the worst of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. I never, it's hard to see Kerry as like a principled individual. I think you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, they yeah. made that vote. Everyone basically knew. Yeah, I know with the provisions and the inspections and all, but people knew what that basically was. People knew that was like the de facto go give Bush to go ahead. So I, I just, yeah, I think there's a good reason Kerry's seen as just a uh, unprincipled, generic politician. That's uh, not too far from the truth. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. With like Bush, though, they can always get the Bible Belt. Out. Like that's the thing. Like Donald Donald Trump isn't going to be able to get the Bible Belt voting. You know, like I, I mean, look, I'm not going to predict you know, like Woody Allen said. He's going to make God laugh, predict the future. But at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if Trump won at all. Like yeah. I mean, fuck, Ronald Reagan was president. He was just some cowboy actor, you know. Yeah. And plus, you know, Trump, the thing he has in his favor, which people love, I think probably even. Maybe a long wander, right? I don't know, but like he's like he just doesn't back down. He doesn't apologize. And that's just, yeah. Oh, that's like so fucking refreshing for people, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, it's very. Uh, the fact that he doesn't have to apologize because he has his own money. Yeah. <laughs> if he uh, if he pisses off, it he doesn't have some source where if they cut him off, he'll he'll be broke. Yes, you know? uh, part of it though. I still think that someone like really came was principled and didn't back down. They could still. That would really inspire a lot of people to try to But look how much of yeah, but they really would only have Paul got, for instance. Like, just yeah, but if they didn't have money, friends. they really would have only a chance as a Democrat. Like, you need Ronnie to run as a Republican. It's a, it's the Republican primary is won by big ads and stuff. Yeah, you didn't. You need money, but look, like I said, the Ron Paul campaign. Look how much money they raised. 
And that was, they, yeah, they, they, were, they were breaking records. The problem was they still couldn't get anywhere. Like, it, I, as a Democrat, you can get further without money than as a Republican. I, I, maybe, I would look, I'd like to look at the numbers first, not before I, before I said that, I need some examples. Because, look, Democrats get some big, big money behind them. Too, look at like, Sanders. From, 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 Sanders from unions and stuff. I, I, you know, I had a look at the money on Sanders. I don't know. There, there's no there's no Republican equivalent to Sanders, except there's Trump, but Trump has money, but he does so he doesn't need money. But there's no person who actually doesn't have money who's still doing well. Jimmy Carter like only had two percent name. Democrats do tend to elect no names more than Republicans do. Like the Republicans do tend to go for an experienced, well-known candidate. Like Clinton at the time wasn't that well-known. No, he wasn't. It's true. And Bill Jimmy Carter only had two percent name recognition, but like. They, they do go Republicans go for celebrities and well-known people. I think that's a pretty well-established trend, which is why there's hopes that Hillary Clinton can lose. Just like oh, I think his, I don't think Hillary's going to make. I don't think she's going to win. Oh no, I I'll, she can lose the nomination though. No, I'm not talking about the general. I I don't think she'll win the nomination either. I think she's a, always a bridesmaid, never a bride, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intercontinental champion, not a world champion, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She's just, she's just a mid-card for life. What else can you say? I think it'd be great if she got it because uh, I, I just can't wait. To, well, even if she doesn't get it, I just can't wait to see the uh, Republican machine in full of just in full force, just fucking tear her apart like just like a pack of dogs, man, just fucking rip her to shreds. There'd be a nostalgia the problem, factor. Being, you if, know, if she gets it, if she gets it, and Trump doesn't get it, then you have two shitty candidates, in my opinion. So I that would be a worst case scenario, unless it's Trump tearing her to shreds. Yeah, I, like a, I think honestly, although I'll be I'll be surprised if uh, if Trump actually gets it. I could, I'd I'd be interested to see if you know if he actually you know went back on his word and ran as a independent. You know, if he doesn't get it, I I just can't see the Republicans uh, actually giving him the nomination though. Yeah, you know the Republicans do have a tendency to like they get a lot of these like insurrections in their primary seasons that they go around squashing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like like Buchanan, back in the nineties. The 90s. thing is that Trump is more serious of an interaction because he can sustain himself. Actually, that that is a factor. Yeah, I I agree. That's a factor. And with and I think with Republicans is more of a factor. Like, I mean, you might disagree. Like, the Demo- like, money still matters as a Democrat, but like, if you don't have money, you really can't win as a Republican. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Look at elections. All the Republican always outspends the Democrat. Like, I mean, not always, but, like, if you look at the stats, I'm – go back me up and tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in most elections, the Republicans spend a lot more than the Democrats does, which means in the primaries, they're probably spending a lot more, too. I think that sounds right, but i got to look it up before I can do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the fact that Republicans are the party of the rich is, is a, I think, a, a stereotype that's legitimate, just like the Democrats are the parties of sort of – a bunch of hodgepodge of people that really don't have a common agenda or have their ass together. Well, the Democrats, I think they rely on this. Uh, it's just a you know classic example of just relying on society's retardedness. You know, <laughs> just like hey, get fucking Matt Damon and a couple celebrities. You know, the, it's like the Crips and the Bloods. Like the Bloods are a legitimate gang that stands for something. They're a, a, a pro. They're a black gang. Blood means blood. Like. And they're and they have an agenda, and the Crips are kind of like everybody who's not a blood getting it together just so they can beat the Bloods. The Democrats are kind of like the Crips. I think, it's the, yeah. I think the Crips started first. The Crips started first out in uh, 
California. The only thing I know is the Crips are more willing to accept non-black people, even though they're still predominantly black. I'm not saying the Bloods never do, but... You know what the thing is with that? The Crips and Bloods, anyone can call themselves a Crips or a Bloods. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not, they don't have, Bloods. like, very tight brand control in that way. It's like, oh, no. kind of right. like anyone can call themselves your local Aryan Brotherhood chapter. Pretty much anyone can do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Hells Angels or the Banditos, where they really tightly control who, you know, you can't just call yourself a Hells Angel, you and your buddies, you know? Yeah. Buck said it's been his reading. Uh, really, Gangster uh, Bolshevism, you can't just call yourself that. Oh yeah, we got we got to keep that tight. We can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe say eight nineteen. Just reading a really uh, interesting book on the uh, the banditos and uh, that whole uh, that thing out in uh, Ontario where it was like the biggest mass killing oh. in uh, history. Oh, massacre or something like that. Like that. Yeah, I forget what Wayne it's called. Something but... or other was the guy's name. He killed like a half dozen banditos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I the book it went into uh, detail about it. it was actually what. Uh, what it what kind of triggered it all was uh, banditos. They uh, Toronto, they were basically just like not uh, paying their charter fees and stuff, and really just really pissing off the uh, banditos worldwide. And uh, they had all their power. Basically, the Europeans, who are actually becoming more powerful than the Americans, um, what now even? Well, yeah, they're basically uh, two patches, these different patches. Yeah, the Europeans, uh, the European banditos are the ones who sponsored the Toronto chapter of the banditos, and then uh, Winnipeg and Toronto, they weren't really getting along. And then uh, what happened was uh, a Toronto bandito, or I don't know if he was a prospect or something, he was a tow truck driver, and uh, one night he's uh, driving his tow truck and he finds a car, and uh, he. He uh, tows his car, and then, you know, he checks it out, and there's, like, his big fucking bag of cocaine in the car, eh? And uh, it was Hell's Angels Coke. So, basically, it was the Hell's Angels were demanding, uh, you know, some retribution. So, basically, the banditos ordered the uh, Winnipeg, the Winnipeg crew to uh, go out to uh, Ontario there and just slaughter the Toronto chapter or most of the Toronto chapter and uh that was basically what it, it was like the media made it all into this big patch polling thing but no it was all about retribution at the hands of the Hells Angels basically to uh appease the Hells Angels to like okay we're gonna stay out of uh, a war just cause uh, yeah the Quebec war was just oh yeah yeah too much too much it you know brought Rico or it just brought too many laws in and shit and yeah, the mafia ended up uh, were the ones that put an end to it. Yeah, did Vito uh, Rizzuto play some uh, role in negotiating that? Yeah, yeah, well, because uh, I think it's called the, the Loners, they're called. It's a uh, mafia. It's like an Italian bike gang, and there's a chapter out in uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. I think they're the Loners. I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, yeah, they have a chapter in Italy, and uh, out in Canada, the Loners, like all their... All the members are like basically their nephews of the mobsters and stuff like that, so they're uh, pretty, pretty powerful. But yeah, when you get like East Coast and West Coast Vikings, they don't, uh, they don't get along really, because like the West Coast is like all pretty much Asian controlled, and then the East Coast is all mafia controlled, and yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty fucked up stuff. 
By the way, I, I posted about this in a, in a group. It's off topic, but uh, I stole Rick Ross's idea that in terms of uh, making a scheme. If you just had a, made like a GB shirt and sold it for like wholesale to like $200 worth to people and told them that they're only you're, you're the only local distributor in your area and then they sold them for like $20 a shirt, like you could make a big Ponzi scheme. I'm not saying to do it with GC, GB shirts, though, but like that, that's how you'd make a pretty good, like, uh, what, what's that called? Amway type scheme. Yeah, yeah. It helps to your products crack, though, you know. Yeah. That probably helped in his case. Yeah. Like, he, has, he uh, says uh, the uh, real Rick Ross is not a rapper, and he and he tells you you're the only wholesale in your area, and you sell them for 20 bucks. You buy them in bulk from him well, 10, for 10 bucks, and then you keep whatever you sell, so. Well, I think that was kind of an interesting point he made earlier. I can see what you're talking about the uh, the uh, how you got the one gang who like basically you know they're they stick to their principles and then the other gang forms to fight the other gang and the other gang just well, lets in like any fucking Tom Dick or uh, Harry, you know like the four dot co we're like the uh, we're we're kind of like the gang that didn't stick to their principles <laughs> we're all the we're like all the other people who got together just to beat the first gang but that's cool. Yeah, well, we don't really have like a definite target yet. You know, that's the thing. Once the uh, once we take control, then we'll decide what the uh, what the rules are. But uh, yeah, can I say how was your uh, visit with the wife, Ed? Oh, it was uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I got complaints to uh, speak of. Yeah, on the air. Just uh, I never actually believe it or not, all this time I spent in New Jersey, like I've never been to Newark Airport. Oh yeah, I've never known. It's like a big airport, you know. Eight four three eight like, fifteen three. What? I said eight four three eight fifteen three. Yeah, eight <laughs> fifteen three. I was <laughs> saying, um, I try to explain because you know, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It makes all the way up to Canada. I'm sure, Kane, you've heard this. You know, people make fun of New Jersey, you know, for smelling and stuff. But well, uh, Canada's got some stinky fucking cities. Well, Philly's still Philadelphia. Yeah, but in New Jersey, you hear all the time joked about, and I was. Driving back down, because I live, like, in just the beginning of South Jersey I live in now. You know, Newark's up, like, near New York. I drive back, like, I was like, geez, like, what's that, like, a paper mill, a pulp mill or something? I was like, oh, wait. You know, oh, yeah. you hear people oh. on TV joking about New Jersey uh, smelling? I told her, like, that's because, you know, you get all these writers and producers in New York, and they fly into Newark Airport, and then they get right out, and they smell that, and they figure out what the whole state's like. Mm-hmm. That and because, too, uh... You know, again, there's so many media people in New York. A lot of them, they see New Jersey as, like, where dreams go to die, you know? It's like that's, like that's where you move when you can't take city life too anymore, you know what I mean? Or maybe you never quite made an entertainment, so now you've got to, like, teach or something like that, you know what I mean? We're not outer boroughs, though. Do you think they, the Manhattan people see the outer boroughs as a step above Jersey? Or? Uh, I'd imagine so. They probably see maybe Staten Island as basically New Jersey, but I'm sure they see yeah. Brooklyn, the Bronx as above New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should make a kind of a saying up involving New Jersey and how it's better than Detroit or something, you know. I mean, it's a funny thing, New Jersey. New Jersey is like the richest state in the Union. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like Brazil or other third world countries. And that, like, it's the richest state in the Union, but we also have some of the most dangerous, worst, Africanish cities you can imagine, mm. like Camden or Trenton, which I you know I live uh, right near Camden, Trenton, Newark, 
uh, East Orange, like all these cities are like very, very dangerous. Like much, much no. more dangerous than New York. But New they're Jersey surrounded by some super rich suburbs, and that's that's part of the reason we have such a big heroin problem in New Jersey. It's like the perfect uh, you know formula, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Jersey gets bashed by Pennsylvania a lot for not like not having like when we drove through Pennsylvania, you saw how much the terrain changed. Like you know. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. We got Philly even. Yeah, we went to Philly, and then we went to, like, Lancaster area, and then we went through, like, Harrisburg, and then, like, we went to the mountains. Like, you could see how much, and it changed more. Oh, yeah. Jersey gets back a lot by Lancaster, I mean, by Pennsylvania people for kind of being, like, all the same and being really nothing but a suburb of Philadelphia and suburb of New York. Like, it's uh, on its own. Nobody would want to live in Jersey except for its proximity to Philadelphia and New York. I mean, I I, I don't see it. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure some people... See it that way. It is like there is like that is kind of how it's seen. Like the north is more like you can even see in things like accents. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, people would want people would I want to water. live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, other than the fact that Lancaster is pretty close to Philadelphia. Like mm-hmm. like they would on its own merit, people still want, would want to live there. But the perception is that that Philadelphia is kind of just a giant. I mean that uh, Jersey is kind of just a giant suburb of two cities. Yeah, it's kind that, of like, between Philly and New York, and like you know what we yeah. do have the Jersey Shore though. Not the TV show I'm talking about, like Wildwood yeah. stuff. That's, I'm trying to think what else would attract you in New Jersey. There's a well, there's the cheap heroin. Yeah. And but there's high property taxes. That sucks. Uh, they have to pump your gas for you, which is relatively I, cheap too in Jersey. Yeah. I read uh, like, like uh, all the anecdotal evidence and everything I read tells me that heroin is the most like like the most fatality job for record. Fatality-inducing drug for recreational users who really oh, aren't careful. Yes, heroin, I asked yeah. you this. You, you didn't answer this, Ed. I asked you this over. Part. Do you think when most people OD on heroin, it's mainly that they're kind of being stupid, or do you think it's mainly bad luck? Um, gee, you know what? That's a good question. I'll say a lot of it's bad luck. I'll say I'll say a lot of people who overdose, like they don't take the time to just read some basic stuff on error word or whatever because again there's 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 a, there's a couple main ways people overdose a uh just a super potent batch or you know like bat, you know, microfentanyl again it's not a you know reliable thing like dose to dose like say pills are right that's a number one people overdose b would be mixing drugs you know mixing opiates with benzos or alcohol that's a bad mix yeah and uh c people stop using for a while yeah, and they relapse and they use the same amount. Yeah, that would all again, be common you, sense to me. Like that, I would, I like, I would think of all those things. Yeah, you know what? When I was strung out, I always kept those things in mind. I never overdosed once. Yeah. But you know, some people are fucking stupid. I mean, I hate to say it because I know people have overdosed. I thought I wished them dead. But you know, I I took those precautions. I never overdosed once. Mm-hmm. So I just kept all those things in mind. But you know, I you know I try to read about shit before I do it. But you know, I, you know, I always see the other. When I was strung out, I'd see junkies do stupid shit. Even like, even like while I would just began using, like, I'd be like, God, how stupid are these people? And then I think, yeah, how stupid yeah. am I? For instance, like they all knew, like, okay, don't share needles, right? Sharing needles is obviously dirty. But then, like, we had to draw up water in your rig. They would share the same water. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they'd all put their dirty needles together in the same water and go, Well, at least we didn't share needles. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Hey, guys, I hate to break it to you, but that's basically just as bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. But again, people are just really, really stupid. Like, yeah. you know, look how many dumb myths drug users believe. Like, look, you know, like drug using communities, like, you know, urban legend breeding ground, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's like uh, people on the, you know, hot shots and shit. Like, that shit's bullshit, man. Like, you gotta... No, you can hot shot someone. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta, like, really, you know, like, really take your time and, like, probably really, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, because I remember, you know, I used to shoot up and, you know, basically, yeah, you cook the morphine up and then, bam, into the needle and then, like, right away, bam, you know, <laughs> like, just right into the vein and it was hot, but... I guess that's different with people, like, they put it into the rig and then they cook it, like, inside it, inside the rig, you know? And I guess maybe it gets really... No one, no one does that down here. I don't know how that started, like, in movies and stuff. I mean, I think out west where they get tar. Maybe yeah, 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 tar. Yeah, yeah but here, like, down here, I've never actually seen anyone do that. Like, the Kurt Cobain like photos, that. like, the Kurt Cobain photos, like, I, it shows the lighter and stuff, and it looks like it's tar. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, I don't... There are new photos that came out about Kurt Cobain's death like five days ago. Yeah, I, I heard about this. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, I remember the studio people that conspiracy. Oh, he was murdered. He was murdered. And one of the stupid things they say is, oh, the heroin amount he had in his body was whatever times more than he could have and still shoot himself. It's like you have no idea what his tolerance could have been at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, ri- a rich, a rich long-term heroin addict, his tolerance could have been fucking through the roof, you know? Yeah. Ed, Ed, yeah. You read Ed Yanko, he was taking enough in a day to kill an elephant that if it was all administered in one dose. No, but a heroin addict, like, once they have the tolerance, oh, yeah, you can have crazy. a fucking elephant. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fuck the elephant. Yeah, you yeah. can have a fucking tolerance of an elephant, no problem. Yep, oh, yeah. You're, like, a lot of these heroin users, they'll just go through detox just so they can get high again, you know? Like, once you have, once you're at that point where you're just using to feel normal, then it's like, well, why are you doing it, you know? So yeah. People, they actually go through detox just so they can get high again. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting in Canada, what we're seeing is a lot of fentanyl now coming in. Oh, yeah, down yeah. here, too. Because uh, it's it's they China, China. they're just bringing their... China, making, yep. Yeah, they're making it in China and just fucking shipping it over. And, yep. Uh, yeah, we, there was just an OD recently in uh, Winnipeg here where it was cocaine mixed with fentanyl, which is fucked up because, like, who the fuck in the right mind sells cocaine? Oh, wait, was it on purpose? Like... They yeah, yeah, that was like, purpose. Like they laced the coke with fentanyl. Yeah, I read that. Um, I read that about <laughs> oh. that. Something like that. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, it was like it just came back in the news. Like they tested the cocaine, and yeah, it was laced with fentanyl. Like someone was actually selling cocaine laced with fentanyl. It just doesn't make sense, you know. Like you no. know, like Jones out and fucking. Heroin would make sense, you know, because it's like more opiate. Yeah. Yeah. Even that, it's a scummy thing to do. But like, yeah, there's the thing. There's these, there's you know, the chemical industry in China is so big. Like, yeah. there's places they'll basically cook up anything you want. Oh yeah. It's just yeah. you know, fentanyl is one of those opiates where you don't need any poppy plants. Yeah. It's, it's not like heroin. You need poppy yeah. plants to make heroin yeah. or morphine. But yeah, but they'll make fentanyl, alpha methyl fentanyl, you know, whatever like analog, and they'll cook up whatever crazy you know psychedelics they can. I've even heard it's it's not caught on big yet, but there are some places that have begun to cook up, like, uh, you know, bootleg uh, oxycodone. And some oh, people yeah, here and there, they've started to press, repress the 30s, you know, make bootleg 30s because those got so expensive and they're still in demand. Oh, well, that's what a lot of people, what a lot of what they're doing now is making fentanyl. Yep, that too. Like oxys, you know, they're just yep, that's oxys too. and it's just fentanyl. You know, they just, you know, because now in Canada they banned uh, oxycontin, the, the nice, you know, the ones you can shoot up mm-hmm. to... Uh, 
it's like this new chemical shit where it's like you can't shoot it, you can't. Oh yeah, they have that down here. Same with the yeah, O'Connor's. No, it's like the. Did you read, like the, did you read the, the, the Back in the seventies, they made counterfeit quaaludes because fucking. Yep. Seventies, eighties. So. Uh, did you read about crocodile? Oh yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's retarded. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, I read about crocodile, like, and then I read about they, they, there's also a version of like coke and meth where they take like rat poison and stuff in anything household that makes it. It's like the lower the price, so it's like and it, and the fact that that show that confirms my thesis and that a lot of people who fuck themselves over with drugs really, uh, really it's really not bad luck. It's really stupidity. Like that, some of I'm sure sometimes it's bad luck. Well, you know, it's like anything else in life. Being stupid will always make it more difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's such a thing as just straight dumb bad. I mean, for instance, like I told you, I used to take precautions and stuff. But like, suppose someone just gave me a bag one day of just fucking pure, totally uncut heroin, also mixed with fentanyl. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Even those precautions. If I had gotten that and not known, just as easy, I could have been killed. You know? But again, if you fall, there's no look. There's no 100% safety in anything in this universe of ours. But that being said, you know, there are some basic rules that you can follow and, you know, decrease your odds greatly, greatly, greatly of having it happen. I mean, uh, I, think, I don't know what I talked on the air. I got, they well, tried to indict me once. I OD'd on fentanyl that wasn't IVing it. Huh? I, how many people I OD on fentanyl, like, on fentanyl-laced heroin that aren't, are, like, shooting it into a vein? Uh, well, you know what? Shooting is, IVing especially, is always the most dangerous way to do any drug. But I'm sure, I'm sure there have been some overdoses still, just from snorting and fentanyl laced stuff. But, oh, yeah, yeah. That's but, you know, I mean, IV's always most dangerous. That's how these guys died from snorting cocaine laced fentanyl. Yeah. Fentanyl laced with cocaine. That's how they died. That's real bad because you, know, you, might, you might have no opiate tolerance, you know? Yeah. Like, you're just a cokehead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like fucking, you know, fentanyl is not an opiate to fuck with. Like, it's, oh, it's like active in micrograms. You, you yeah. can put fentanyl on a blotter, like acid. That's how, yeah. you know, little it takes. Yeah, it's like literally like two grains of salt, like bam. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for for an opiate naive person, that's not even like an exaggeration. I mean, uh, yeah, I met this guy once. His name was George Marquardt. They call him like the drug wizard of Wichita. He was an interesting guy. Like, I wish he wrote more. He seemed very very smart. But he had like a massive fentanyl like uh, lab back in the day, and he was supplying heroin dealers around the country. They were cutting up, making synthetic dope. And I don't know. He might have made some analogs. You know, fentanyl. It's a strong opiate, but it's not as euphoric or it doesn't last as long as oh, yeah, yeah. an oxy. But, but then they'll, that's, they'll take more of it because it's not as euphoric, thinking that it's weak and it's really stronger. It's, it's strong. It's stronger than heroin, but it's not as euphoric. Eu- euphoria and strength aren't yeah, but that's, completely that's all, uh, all the reason one. that some people keep taking it because they think they're not high yet. Well, it doesn't last oh, as long. No, no, that's, yeah, that's not high. It's just not a euphoric high. It's like you're just fucking down, like boom. Like, yeah, it's almost like oh. like messed up. No, but you know, there, there's analogs of it though, which are more euphoric and last longer. My point like, is that motivates people to take more of it when with fentanyl you should be taking less. Well, say that again. My point is that would motivate somebody to take more when it actually actually with fentanyl you should be taking less. The fact that you're not getting the high you want. It's more the length I think would make you last longer because. So I've heard people say fentanyl. Like you're just straight hooked on fentanyl. It's really, really awful. Cause since well, my the point is, if you're so taking short. heroin and you actually get fentanyl and you take it and you're not getting high, then they'll take even more fentanyl if you still think it's heroin, and then that will kill you because you should be the dose of fentanyl should be lower than heroin, but you're not getting the high you want, so you're taking more of it, thinking that's heroin. Uh, you know, the real danger in it is not so much that. I mean, I, 
that it's more like, that's more like, the that's bad more in the sense the short lasting period and that is that you can't you can't sleep more than two hours without going to withdrawal some crazy shit. You really get hooked on just fentanyl. The more dangerous aspect of it is that in terms of just pure weight numbers, it takes so 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 much less fentanyl to kill you than it does heroin. That's where the real but my, my is. point is even at the small amount, like you you you'll still think. If you're expecting a heroin high, you're not going to be getting it, and you're still going to think, "Hey, I need a little bit more." Well, uh, yeah, not... it could, but the, the bigger danger is that that first initial hit, you'll yeah. do it like it was heroin, and that'll knock you yeah. off your ass. That's where the, even that's like where the biggest got, danger. If you get pure heroin, just the tiniest little like a match head's going to kill you. Like, oh yeah, I could, yeah, it was just yeah. pure pure uncut dope. Yeah, it could. Yeah, like, like usually right. when usually when people like usually when you get batches coming through that are that strong, like usually it's hits by, like, it's like, you know, it's like a, a hit by one gang to another to, like, kill off their fucking customers, basically, you know, so they, like, that was, like, in China, the chi- I mean, not China, in BC, the China white epidemic in, like, the 90s, I think it was, early 90s, like, the, the Asian mafia, they basically left through just uncut fucking heroin, and just, they just killed off a bunch of junkies, you know, and that was their way of, con, you know, conducting a hit on another gang was just basically killing off all their customers, you know, like, so, you know, it's not good in the interest of anyone to be letting through heroin or fentanyl or any kind of drug that's strong that's going to kill a bunch of people off. You want a nice kind of... You think that you want to kill your own customers, but you know, it's like exactly. heroin purity and like, I don't know, maybe it's same in Canada, but in the U.S., heroin purity has like skyrocketed over the past like 40 years or so. Oh well, yeah. Like if you see that movie American Gangster, you know, which, which which was very very loosely based on a true story, but it's true. Like it, it, that dope back in the day, being like five percent pure was like holy shit, five six seven percent pure. That's fucking insanely good. Yeah. Nowadays, like fucking in North Jersey and stuff, like they see stuff seventy to ninety percent pure. That's like considered like the really good stuff. It's because uh, you know, starting in the late eighties, because you know, they, unlike say cocoa leaves, poppies can basically grow anywhere. You just need shitty or corrupt law enforcement enough, you know what I mean, to get away with growing up a massive amount of poppies and then having the labs. But the Colombians started getting to in the 80s, and they started producing just as good heroin as, you know, Southeast Asia. But they had a, they were much closer to the U.S. They had supply lines established through Coke and dealers, blah, blah, blah. So that's really when the purity started fucking going through the roof. And now, now I think that the Mexicans, even in powder heroin, even Mexicans, just like every other drug, they're like the dominant players. Yeah. Yeah, it depends where you are, I guess. Yeah, because I hear like in the UK, it's like pretty, pretty shit. Like the uh, oh, Afghan stuff. Yeah, like the, uh, I remember free heroin. Yeah, like I remember people like talking to them on the internet, and they're like, "Oh, like," so I was telling them like, "Oh, all I can get is fucking morphine pills." They eh? like hundred milligram morphine there. It's like, "Oh man, you're lucky. Like I'd fucking kill to be able to to be able to get you know gray morphine tablets, you know, because then." You know, it's nice. You know what you're getting. You know exact dose. It's made in the pharmacy. You know, and it's basically a lot of people would take that over heroin. Like most of the time, the people start using heroin is because they can't afford oxy's or oh yeah morphine anymore, and it's cheaper, yep. more available. So most people, if they had the choice, they would you know they would do oxy's or uh, morphine or something. It's the same thing. It's opiates. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. but, the only difference is heroin's supposed to cross the blood-brain barrier. More quickly, just like that's the difference between meth and regular amphetamines. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know more. I think the difference is more slighter between the opiates than meth and amphetamines. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Like, the, like, I mean, heroin is just it, more it, 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 it's less of a difference. 
Yeah, I got never, I never, I've never done heroin, but like you know, fucking, you know, I, you know, gray hundred milligram morphine tablet. You get two shots. Fuck man, like seven eight seconds. That's that's it. Bam. You know, it's like, not the same for heroin. Well, here's the thing: heroin is just morphine. Heroin turns into morphine in your body. Yeah, yeah. So really, just heroin is just a way of delivering a fuck ton more morphine. And funny enough, I think they invented heroin and marketed it as. Oh, good news, guys. It's not addictive like that morphine stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> heroin heroin is here to yeah. save the day. Yeah. And then, uh, well, you know, you know the rest of the story from there. Yeah. Not that making it illegal made things <coughs> any better per se, but you like going to Sears catalog back in the day and just order up your speed balls. It was really like the, you know, the glory times of being a junkie in the U.S., I guess. Yeah. And now it's illegal. That's the worst problem ever, but that's really a could go on for another whole discussion for. Well, what I'm reading, if your dose is at, if your stuff is actually pure and your dose is it was well, you know, calculated heroin is actually one of the least harmful drugs, but it's the fact that it isn't. Uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, there there is a uh, something to that in terms of like the actual effects of the high on you. Like compared to stimulants in general, opiates are better for you just in terms of. But yeah, but once but you when compared you, to like, methamphetamines, like, that, like oh, yeah. that's like. And alcohol, like math, like like math, coke, alcohol, all of those, the actual high itself is horrible for you. With opiates, it's more like, you know, obviously the withdrawals, that's no good, and the whole like lifestyle, social, legal issues are no good. Yeah. But other yeah, than that, like, the uh, actual drug itself, other than your bowels clogging up a bit, like yeah, yeah, it's not really that bad for you, it's, relatively speaking. It's like uh, heroin, like all the shit they're cutting it with is worse for you than like the actual. Oh, a lot of times, yeah, sure, yeah. And then, yeah, it's like it's one of those things that once you start doing heroin or opiates, like, you just stop showering, you stop giving a fuck, you stop eating. Like, it's like I remember I'd go, like, two days without eating and then, you know, do a, finally get some morphine and do a shot and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm cooking up pancakes, fucking everything's all good, you know, like, but without, without if you don't have it, like, you're not eating, you just don't give a shit about showering, you just... You know, that was like with uh, Kurt Cobain. People just said he just stunk like shit. Like, you go 15, 20 days without showering because he just don't give a fuck, you know. You're just in, like, By the way, I, I, this is kind of segue, but I uh, I posted something a few days ago that they tested rats and they had one group of rats, which they kind of put on a starvation diet and forced to exercise a lot. And then they had another group of rats, which they forced to be sedentary. And when they gave the Noxlone, I forget what it's called, but the heroin withdrawal drug, like the the rats that were working out and and starving themselves displayed opiate withdrawal symptoms, and the sedentary rats did not, which sort of proves the whole thing about the running high is indeed legitimate, and it actually is somewhat chemically related to an opiate high, although probably not exactly the same. And and I and I didn't I in in uh, college and stuff I would go days without showering when I didn't when I felt like going days without showering is just. Uh, See now when I was strung out. On heroin, like I, I know, I, I felt like oh, I don't want to shower, lay around, wait till I get my fix, then I'd be a burst of energy. But like, I don't know, like, I, me guys have seen the pictures of me. I had like Jim Morrison like style length hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would force myself to shower just because, like, when my hair was really long, like I got like kind yeah, of yeah, I got thick, like, like, oily hair, you know? It's like yeah. fuck. There was nothing worse than being dope sick and having this thick, greasy mane on top of my Yeah, head. yeah. Like, I can feel every like inch stuff. of it, you know? Like, yeah. so I like myself in the shower. Yeah. Like, after, like, yeah, a week and you're just, like, dusty, just fucking just feel so greasy. Yeah, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I got a shower. Ed, did being in prison make you quit? What? 
Did you quit? Like, like, didn't you go go to the jail for a little bit? Uh, I I've been in jail before, but not luckily as a junkie and going through withdrawal. That was always my biggest fear. Yeah. Okay, so your withdrawal was like had nothing to do with your jail time. No, 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 no. Now the time I was in the county jail here was years before I was strung out. But uh, that you know what? I, I did get arrested. I didn't get sent to jail because the cop liked me, so he overlooked a couple of charges. Like, he wrote me up for shoplifting instead of a strong-arm robbery like he should have, and he just ignored the, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, hindering. I should have gotten charged with hindering apprehension, but he just didn't write that up at all. But uh, I, I, I guess it was a little bit of a scare because I was like, fuck, going through withdrawal in jail is, like, the worst, you know? Like, everyone says the same thing. There's fuck all they'll do for you, really, just because, you know, they figure, well, he's miserable, but heroin withdrawal can't kill you on its own, so... You know, what the fuck? Yeah. But, uh, you're over, uh, you're, I don't know, they're pretty nice to you. Yeah, they'll give you, like, fucking morphine and shit like that if you're, uh, withdrawing and they'll get you, put you on methadone and shit like that. There's, like, methadone programs. And... In jail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in jail. Especially wow, that's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, like, methadone programs and all that shit. And, yeah, fucking. Fuck, you might as well get arrested just to get clean. Yeah. yeah, that was how Ed Yankel got his force quit, was when he went to prison. Yeah, but yeah, methadone, that's the shit, man. That's liquid handcuffs, man. <laughs> I don't know if it was methadone, but the fact is that Ed Yankel was the guy who was doing more than an elephant, enough to kill an elephant, and, uh, if giving him one dose in a day. But the reason he, and he was working for the Mexican mafia and stuff because he spoke Spanish, too. Like, I showed Ed about him, Ed Bremen. Oh, sorry. Our... Don't sweat it. Yeah, <laughs> we could edit that. But anyway, anyways, uh, that he, he quit because he was in the prison. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. When I was uh, when I was like, yeah, going through uh, all that shit, I was kind of like a genius for street drugs. <laughs> like I was like, I, I like, I remember like I got methadone, and I was like, fuck, you know, like, well, if you. Keep boiling this shit. It's gonna re- you take the water out. You're gonna be left, and you'd be left with like this cough syrup, eh? Like maybe like a tiny little bit. So I'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna try shooting this," and I fucking shot up methadone, and it was just like, "Holy fuck!" And then pretty soon, like all these other junkies started like, "Holy fuck, that actually works!" Because they're all making fun of me at first, you know, <laughs> like, "What's well, stupid?" You know, I'm just like, "Oh, this is basic science." Like, didn't you ever take this shit in science in like grade four? Like, you have a you want to concentrate on a liquid, you just keep boiling it. Oh, I was always discovering stuff yeah. for my drug addict friends. Like, I was always telling them, and people people didn't believe it first. I'm always telling people, like, look, don't, this isn't like Ed's crazy personal theory. Like, look it up if you don't believe me. But yeah, yeah. I was telling them, like, look, if you're really in a pinch and you're sick and withdrawing, I told them, take Imodium. Yeah. Imodium will kill the, the physical symptoms, not the mental. Because Imodium, the reason they prescribe it for diarrhea is because it's an opiate. Oh, really? But, yes. The thing is, it doesn't cross the barriers in the brain. It just crosses it in the stomach and the body. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, you'll start the mental craving. It won't quite scratch that itch, yeah. but you'll stop being sick. You'll stop shitting all over and throwing up on yourself. It, so if you that's snorted that's pretty it damn or, good sometimes. If you snorted it or injected it or something, would it cross the barrier into the brain? Eh, I mean, I, have a little bit th- I heard some people have some crazy formulas. Like, oh, we'll take some DXM and a bunch of Zantac with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not really worth it, though. It's, like, yeah, not going to work at all. Like, I, I, I got a little someone. buzz sometimes from it, but I just I just took it not to get sick, you know? No, you just got to see someone who's, like, drank a bottle of cough syrup and what they look like. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, man, that can't be fun. Like, it's just, like, 
man, you're just beyond the point of being fucked up. Like you're just you're just one of these slobs at this point, you know, where it's like, okay, you're even making junkies look bad, buddy, you know, like, you know, like Oh God. Kind of, I have a friend who he said he would do ether. He's like, Well, you know, there's ether in the starting fluid and you spray it there and get it out, blah, blah, blah. Eventually I was just like because he was doing it so much, I was like, are you even getting the ether out of here? Are you just flat out huffing starter fluid? Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm just huffing the starter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, don't yeah. try and be like your Hunter yeah. S. Thompson doing yeah. ether. Yeah. You're just <laughs> huffing starter fluid. Let's all be honest about what's going on here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't worry. No one will judge you. Yeah. Then, you know, secretly I did I'm judge trying you. trying to up-class up it, you know, just stuff trying to make it out to what it uh, it isn't, you know. Yeah, don't romanticize your uh, fucking starter (laughs) fluid huffing. Yeah, yeah. Make make it more than it is. Just just be honest and no one will judge. Yeah. Indubitably. I I use that word to great success in the real world, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, you do? Okay, like, people are like, indubitably, that's great. Oh, fuck, Jesus Christ, I wish I thought of saying that. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's actually a pretty well-known word. Like, it's pretty big troll. Kind of yeah, way. yeah, you know, it is, but no one thinks to ever use it. Yeah, like yeah. I, said, I think I told you, like, I said this on the air a while, long time ago. I used it in court once. Like, yeah, yeah, you're telling me, yeah. <laughs> and the judge shot me a look real quick, but there wasn't really anything he could say, you know. It's not like it's a bad word or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, like, smart. Yeah, it's like, what, wait, what? Like, he, 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 like a look of recognition for a half second. Like, is this guy <laughs> fucking with me? But, yeah. really. <laughs> like, they kind of know you are, but at the same time, like, it's like, what? Just indubitably. That's a real word, you know? <laughs> it's like, are you just, really something, just something about it. Just the way it bounces along the syllables, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, I recommend everyone using it. I mean, as long as we're all spaced out in different areas, no one will ever catch on that, you know? Yeah. So I, said, yeah, I said, well, so I saw someone on the internet using it, so I decided to steal it because, you know, stealing humor from you know, obscure sources on the internet, that's really the way to go. Yeah. Well, like, that was, I, uh, I made a whole life out of it. Yeah, that was Apollyon, that uh, Apollonian that really brought in Dubliby to the, to the circle. Was that who started it? I thought it was Brecht. No, 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 Apollonian. Uh, he, he's the one who started it, and then uh, Breck kind of... Yeah, then because of Breck started using it, then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he influenced me into using it. And then uh, Breck was kind of like one of the, the circle of crust guys. He is like if you're kind of against the circle of crust, once he started, once he accepted something, it was like everyone would kind of go along with it, kind of. He's kind of mm-hmm. like a godfather type, definitely, Breck, uh, in terms of trailblazing like that. Like he just kind of, you know. Everyone would be like pissing on Apollonian, and then Breck would just, you know, all of a sudden be like, indubitably. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like ever since then, it's just kind of like, wow, that word's awesome, you know? I fucking use every chance I get. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. I've been, uh, I always tell people, like, look, if you just find some obscure anything, just, just steal the humor from it using the real world. That That's never failed for me. Yeah, it's like they say, you know, like great artists steal, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> using that using that mode of logic, I've uh, I've been doing that for oh god, what close to two decades now, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. About as long as I've been using the internet, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We gotta we could wrap this up. We've been on for a little while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You guys were on for a bit before I came on, even. Yeah. The only thing cool about the last time I was on the air was when Pastor Martin was in when he made the uh, Chris Kyle is a total fucking psychopath <laughs> comparison. I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, I can see what you mean, yeah. 
Like, he'd just fucking kill anyone just if, you know, the government told him to. <laughs> you gotta check it in. I gotta check in on that page again. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big, uh, that's real, that one's really taking off. That took off. off. That was, a. Uh, oh, was yeah. That, was yeah. that this year? We went, what year was that made? Just so we're doing the GB of the Year awards, we can dish out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Was it made this year? Or or it was you. made right after Jesse Ventura won his thing. Was that 2014? I, I found you not knowing that you had anything to do with GB. Like I was just looking for <laughs> a way to bash Chris Kyle. Yes. Yeah. I, you I, know, I, I had no idea that there was any linkage there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that's was, right. Uh, yeah, no, and then, and then Joe Rogan mentioned this this year. Yeah, I know, was, I know. That's a dark horse kind of move. Like, yeah, that was fun. I, 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 I had no idea. I thought it was I thought it was Patrick Zidane who had uh, who had made it. Yeah, for I made. I put him. I think Breck might be an admin too, but he's not there often. But it's Pat does post there a good amount. But it was it was me who invented it, and then yeah, but Breck has posted before on there now. That I think about it, but yeah, it's. I yeah, made it, and I made it by Breck and Pat and Mid. Yeah, there's like 3,000 fulling members now. Like, it's pretty big. Yeah, you got to really keep it going. Yeah, I can't just let that drop off too much. Yeah, I think I, I missed the lead-up to the American Sniper when it was building up in 2013 because I had that real big inner injury where I fell in a pool that I tell everyone about. Like, mm-hmm. in a, it, but, uh, but uh, like, I got... I, I was kind of bashing the U.S. because of the ISIS thing and them causing it, but then... It segued pretty well into American Sniper when a bunch of like high school friends and stuff really were, pra- were praising it. I'm like, wow, this is fucking retarded. <laughs> and I just looked up. I I just watched it and I I looked up. I wanted to bash bash it and I just found the group. And I honestly I thought it was just a coincidence. Like I thought, well, of course we're all gonna bash American Sniper, but so we're all gonna be there. But I had no idea that like Ed and the others were actually behind it administration wise. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a hot deal. You know, I, I did. I, I did tell Jonathan Lee Riches though that uh, that there wasn't too much going on for the race so far, and now yeah. he's like really, he really wants to win it again. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so he's, he's trying. He's trying to file stuff in Dylan Roof. Until, uh, until it becomes to the point where we just have to retire it, retire him as like you know, like the Wayne Gretzky of GB. Yeah, you know, when he if he gets out, he might just win it so many times in a row. You know. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we'll just have to rename it the Jonathan Lee Riches Award. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Jonathan Lee Riches. Yeah, it'll just become fucking redundant after a while. Like, cause, you know, you challenge Jonathan to like something like that. If he feels you're being, she's being challenged, he'll fucking. Go all out. Last I heard from him, I've been emailing with him. He's on Core Links. He oh, told wow. me a few days ago. He was like, "Oh, they're calling me to the administration's office," and he didn't know why. He oh. wanted to call in. Actually, he wanted to call. He wanted to record something for the radio. Oh no way! Yeah, we gotta yeah. do something about that. I'm still. I'm hoping Jonathan can cause at least one. You know. Uh, you know, publicity stunt type thing. Yeah. For the years out, we'll. Uh, We'll find out. You can, you can obviously never count him out until the year's over. Like in 2012, he took it with like what two weeks left in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, <laughs> the Sandy Hook thing. Yeah, I just blew away the rest of the competition. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't uh, you know. No one was ever going to compete with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, unless <laughs> you're going to get yourself locked up for the yeah, cause, exactly. cause of trolling on the internet. He's got yeah. It's beyond. It's like you, you just you know. It's not even the same wavelength as any yeah. scene. Oh, he emailed me back. Oh yeah. Oh, he just said, uh, he said he had been flooding the governor of Pennsylvania with right-to-know law requests. <laughs> so he called the Pennsylvania State Police on me, who called the prison up there inquiring why he was doing it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So he might be out. He might be out in December in a halfway house, Jonathan oh, says. Yeah. So we'll see what happens then. All right, yeah. I think I'm ready to wrap it up. It's 
All right. Uh, Anyone have any last words to say? Hmm. I don't know. I think this is one of the better broadcasts, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. That's not like free-for-alls. Yeah, you can't force I do, do want to watch that True Kinds. Either I want to watch either a, a Termite channel or a True Kind channel. Like, like, we can keep this going, like, if it starts up again, though. But, like, I want to watch something that uh, enables people to get into it without having all the philosophy, philosophical points behind it. Yeah, yeah, I can see a true crime. That'd be interesting. It just, you know, concentrates. Or a termite one. Like, you, you know. probably start with the true crime one so I can, like, recruit just average everyday people who, yeah, who yeah. might be sociopaths but don't have all that, like, don't... But uh, the TV radio is always going to have a special place in my heart. It's just kind of like how we get together and talk, you know. It's just the fucking, yeah. you know, it's just all right. conversation. All right, see y'all. All right, so that, uh, yeah, okay, so this is like episode 100 and something, like 104, 105, whatever. Ah, well, we reach episode 819 one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. We just don't really care too much on Buffy uh, Radio. We don't keep tabs like that, except for on people's lives. But, uh, yeah, all right, so uh, I'm going to sign off. This is Yakub Israel. Uh, I'm out. Ed saying 819 over 